0: The Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Hi, and welcome to The Provoke Podcast. I am Diana Marzalek. I'm senior reporter with Provoke Media. Um, I have today with me, we're going to chat with Jana P. Hello, Jana. Hey, Diana. Jana is a senior vice president at Berlin-Rosen. Um, And tell us a little bit about your area of specialties or expertise, Jenna, because I know
1: we have a lot of timely uh, topics to discuss today. Yes, of course. First, thank you for having me. Always appreciate the opportunity to talk about the work. Um, I can talk a little bit about what I do at Berlin Rosen. I've been at Berlin Rosen almost two years now, and I lead a lot of our work as it pertains to racial justice, as it pertains to entertainment, And then I do a lot of crises work as well. So quite the hybrid. It is quite the hybrid, but at this moment,
0: I think a lot of them are probably intersecting, right? Because racial justice, that's the obvious topic to discuss at this moment in time, but yet, you know, entertainment uh, and uh, has, has sort could be sort of a galvanizing force in, in public opinion in some ways, I guess. Absolutely. And then crisis, we are in a very big crisis in a multitude of ways. So you have got it Ooh, going on. I have got it going on, Diana. <laughs> I don't know some if that's time congratulations or not, but, but you are a busy woman. <laughs> Correct. I, I mean, how would you even, with your work, I guess we can kind of go through it incrementally, but um, top of mind, I guess, would be racial justice. Um, you have been working on these issues of racial justice um, previous to the last two months, but obviously things have really exploded with with um, more civil unrest and calls mm-hmm. for racial justice and equity. Um, how have things, I know, how, how have things changed as a broad broad um, topic, but I imagine internally in the office and externally,
1: there is a different awareness and a different urgency to your work. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. I would say that is correct. And before we talk about how things have changed, I think it is important to like talk about how things in air quotes were, um, because lots have changed. Uh, I'm very, very fortunate that I get to work with a lot of leading organizations that push for, uh, Racial justice, specifically around black voices and black individuals. And so as a black woman, I can relate in so many ways to the work that the clients I work with are doing. And I happen to be fully bought in and supportive and passionate because of that added layer of connection. So I think that is super important to call out. And so when you have a moment like we've had over the last few months where you know, another unarmed Black man is murdered. I mean, murdered in plain daylight. It, it hits on you in a few different ways. First, as a Black woman, I am just alarmed for all the reasons that, ooh, that could have been my brother, my father. Shoot, it could have been me. And I have already been heightened and alarmed in a normal sense. But as it relates to the work, my first thoughts are naturally, oh, I have about three or four clients that this is what they do. And how are we going to remain supportive? And then I think my second thought after the client is, oh, I have a team of folks that are usually and mostly of color and just as passionate about the work too. So how are they doing mentally? And how are they feeling about being thrown into having to respond to a George Floyd mur- murder, having to show up across the board, across multiple clients, if that makes sense.
0: It absolutely makes sense. And, and the question is, I mean, these are, these are taking these events, the state of time is taking a toll on on your team, on all of us, on people, people of color. Mm-hmm. How are you, are your is your team able to kind of muster the wherewithal to both take care of yourself themselves and then plunge right in at this time where it's so necessary, your work is is elevated and and more under the microscope than ever. So, that's, that's gotta be hard.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, it, it is not easy and it is not for the, the weak or the weary. And so I think it's a combination of a few things, Diana. I think one, you know, at Berlin Rosen, we have a pretty amazing culture. And so the space is created to be and to show up however you feel. Um, so if you are like, if it's too much for you, we certainly create the space for you to be able to not have to show up that day because there's certain things that, that only one that is not black to be blunt can, can relate to. And so if, if you are being emotionally taxed, then we should create the space for you to take a moment. That is first and foremost. I think another thing that makes us uh, so ready is that as being of color, um, you just naturally have an extra armor around you. You've just been through a lot more I don't wanna say you are stronger by any means, but you are uniquely positioned to handle tough situations. And so given the nature of our work, we juggle a bunch of clients. We know that time is of the essence. An hour, 10 minutes can make the world of a difference. And so just being ready to jump in and, and being mentally charged is crucial. So we have a great team that understands those dynamics and they're able to show up, whether it is on a Sunday or a Saturday, or a Monday night at 10 o'clock, we are just equipped. And we've been doing it for quite a, quite a bit of time. So that's what makes us ready for this moment right now.
0: Um, which makes a point that, I, and I thought about when you mentioned also the connection as a Black woman you have to the events, to the moment, to the cause. Um, you've been in this for, for a while. A lot of agencies—I don't want to say a lot of agencies—but there are agencies that are now scrambling um, to catch up in terms of their work in the arena, in terms of their own diversity and inclusion, um, and how to manage um, both themselves and their clients at this time of, um, you know, heightened awareness of and and advocating for racial equity and. Are you surprised by what you see? I mean, how does an agency, how does a person, how does a team that does not have your expertise, your background um, do this without fault? It's, got to, it's, it's tough and it's um, prickly. Yes,
1: yes, it is very tough and very prickly. I think it's something that every agency struggles with, um, even BR. I mean, no agency is perfect. No organization is perfect. Um, it is tough. So I have to say that first. I think I am, am very fortunate uh, to work at BR, but more so fortunate to to have the team that I have and do the work that, that I do. And so what is, what is unfortunate and challenging is the amount of, um, I, I know nothing but bluntness, Diana. So the amount of space that white people take up and how it equates to blind spots and putting people of color in a position to have to constantly navigate. That I think is the biggest challenge. And so it's not shocking at all that a lot of these organizations are struggling. Um, It's not shocking at all. When you look at the top of many organizations and almost all of them are white, whether that's male or female, it just becomes quite clear as to the blind spots and challenges that have existed for a super long time but now I'm more heightened than ever. So, what is there to do? Obviously, you're
0: you're on the outside in, in terms of these other agencies. You're not surprised, but um, they're kind of being called. This is the moment. It's either the moment of reckoning, um, yep. the moment of mistakes, the moment of, of rising up for them internally to make changes. Um, are you hopeful? I mean, how do you now? Na- yeah, ha- how yeah. Do you-
1: yeah, very, very hopeful. I mean, I feel like there's quite a lot to do, and. At- and work that's already being done. I think the number one thing is to just be aware of your privilege, whether that is, you know, your race, your gender, your position of power, whatever it may be, I think awareness is key and awareness coupled with doing and saying something. Like it's one thing to know that you are privileged and in a position of power, but it is equally as important to say and create space for those that are not. And so that is what I, I think I see happening at a lot of um, agencies. I hope it is happening. I know it is something that is certainly happening at BR. something that happened well before this and continues to happen where, you know, we have to challenge each other to be better. And what I love most about this job internally, because I do love the clients, I love the client work, but internally is we are very comfortable and okay with creating spaces of being honest, Diana, and so, if at any moment I feel uncomfortable, or anybody of color or not of color, we have um, we have that type of culture to be able to call each other out, because the goal is the same for all.
0: In my conversations with people, again, I'm not a black woman; I'm a white woman. But but that has been my big takeaway: that I have to say. I am a white woman, you're a black woman. We have to talk about it. I have to ask you, you have to ask me. And I can't feel what you feel, you can't feel what I feel. But that honesty is the only way to go about this because dancing around it, um,
1: working numbers, doing it, it's 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 not working. It's not working. It's not working. And then as much as because you know we have different teams here, and so whereas this is the entertainment racial justice lane, there's other lanes that are, are very different. So whether that is real estate or um tech, you have folks that are, are very aware and they, they wanna learn more, they wanna be better, better allies. And so that is great. And that is a first step to ask, you know, what can we be doing more of? How can we merge some you know, client work? That is great, but it also creates more work and puts the burden on the people of color.
0: Understood. Same for your clients. I mean, where are we kind of at your clients? Where, where, so show, tell me how you work with clients who have been on, I don't want to say a mission, but advocacy, they're advocates yes. Um, yes. And, and with a point of view for, um, for your career. But what has shifted? Are they getting either more voice, more respect, or th- more urgency? What have yes. you experienced yes. in your client work in the last couple of months?
1: All, all the things. I mean, two, two clients are coming to mind, two racial justice organizations that I work with, that are very much at the front of all of this. And so for years, they both have been helping to build black political power. They've been um, helping to to tell black stories, to help shape important narratives and things of that nature. And so they have been doing this for forever, uh, in my head forever. And so they have always been ready for this moment. We just needed the opportunity and and the space to, to shine, so to say. So it has been great to see them be challenged in a very healthy way, where it could be something as simple as, you know, growing from 1 million members to 4 million members and us being in a position to help shape and help and guide that and say that, not that we wanna take credit, but because we are part of their team, we are able to say, oh yeah, we we helped with that. Oh, we are in a position to help get get a client on TV every single day or, whether it's tap into more profile pieces or talk specifically about one campaign, we are at the the forefront of driving a lot of these important campaigns and narratives, and it is an unfortunate time, but it is a beautiful thing to see and be a part of That's great and Adam um,
0: what are you i, I we, You mentioned TV campaigns. So there's the media outreach, but we're also, um, and you work with entertainment. I mean, there's Mm got to be the whole breadth of of what you could be leveraging to get these messages out. We're also at a a very volatile political time we're going to an election. So what is the breadth of your client work? Um, I don't know what you can tell us about who your clients are, but what is the range of how you're taking this moment and um, leveraging it to get the messages
1: out? Yeah, no, it, it's quite a range. I think a few clear examples. I mean, in any given week, there may be a crisis type of uh, situation that pops up, where it could be something as simple as needing to to put together a very detailed and thorough plan for an existing client, or it could be a, something pops up and you need to kind of jump in and put the fire out. And so that's kind of one lane of the work, the crisis portion, which I happen to love a lot. Um, I have to give a shout out to my old agency. I come from Sunshine Sats, and I was on the crisis team there. And so I actually got a lot of joy of getting, sadly, the midnight or 1 a.m. calls to have to put out a fire by 8 a.m. the next day. So there's that. But I think a lot of it uh, when we look at entertainment, there's different films and different projects, Diana. And so one film, and particularly that I've been very, very proud to work with, is a film called On the Record with HBO Max. And this is a film that explores and highlights the challenges of Black women in the Me Too movement. It's one where so many brave and amazing Black women are in the film and talk about not just a specific incident with one person, but how being Black and being a Black woman, the the challenges that come with you being in a position to tell your story and be believed. And so this one was, this has been a fun one, it's still going on because the film itself is amazing but then you have the HBO Max platform that is new and it was premiering as well. And so how do you couple the film and the platform and get the word out there to help and make sure that people are watching this film and that people are covering this film in the middle of a pandemic and you know, this racial reckoning, political reckoning that we are all grappling with. So that, that's another one. I could keep going on another film that makes sense to mention here is that a lot of times we'll get pulled in to help on the back end with the film, whether it is messaging, whether it is guidance for directors or folks that are in the film, if it pertains to a specific topic. And so one, and particularly uh, there's a documentary that focuses on the, the Minneapolis Police Department and the challenges around race and gender. And so I will never forget the day that we worked with two black female sergeants in the Minneapolis Police Department was the day that George Floyd was murdered. So, so this film was in process, in production, before George Floyd. Correct, 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 And in, in production, done, but the, the women behind the film are very smart and aware of, of how they want to talk about the film, so really working with them and some of the women in the film on how to talk about race, how to talk about gender, how to talk about ongoing challenges with being Black and blue.
0: Interesting. It's, it's yes. so amazing, like you're talking about these... Um, big issues and niches within the, you know, the the Black Me Too victims or participants. I don't know. I don't know the word. I don't know these women, um, the police officers. And there's so much information out there that it must be in this particular world just to get, you know, you can get a platform, but getting the attention and getting the audience, especially in the entertainment world now, um, especially when you're, you're talking about a sort of a niche production, that's That's tough, too. Um, You work alongside, I imagine, the bigger sort of the the platform publicists and the studio publicists, but you take it from a different
1: angle. Correct. Yeah. And that is what I think is is uniquely beautiful about this position. Love working with other agencies and, you know, everybody has their specialty, but very aware that ours and mine in particular is knowing entertainment, knowing politics, knowing racial justice, but coming at it from the, the lived experience.
0: Absolutely. And to some, you might say that, you know, there's always that, that idea of how do you cut through the media clutter, whether it's the news, whether it's online Mm -hmm. and whether it's the entertainment platforms, but this also has provided platforms for, uh, for productions that might not have gotten made or gotten audiences before. Yeah, absolutely. So where do you, I mean, are you looking toward the, um, you're, we're wrestling with what is in place <laughs> with where we're at and yet we're looking toward the election are you moving into that mindset at the same time um oh is there an election this have year? have you heard is about that- i don't know if oh, you've heard about it but what no, in a few, <laughs> few hundred days yeah yeah no, uh, there, um
1: how do we even start brushing that or not start, i'm sure you're in the thick of it already but um in the thick of it i think you know. Three, four months ago, Diana, we envisioned an election cycle happening a lot differently than it will now. August will be a big month with the convention. Um, Lots of things moving. Hopefully we'll have a VP pick by the end of August. So lots of exciting moments to prepare for, for us as a firm, but specifically for the clients that we represent. And so buckling up and getting ready. I don't know what else to say other than, than that. I know that a lot of our clients are very deeply rooted and whether it's voting rights, uh, political, you know, electoral work, all the things. So
0: yeah, I mean, it's game time. It is game time. And is there, is, there's so many concerns, but are there top of mind concerns such as access to voting and, and um, on top of the messaging on top of who the candidate is? Um, it's also a very unique time for some of your clients constituents, correct?
1: Yes, very unique and very scary, I would say. I mean, because we are entering a space of the unknown and we have this current guy in office that is extremely dangerous, it is just hard to fathom a moment where, you know, our people, black folks, may not be able to vote. I mean, it's just so many things to have to think about. There's so much work that needs to be done. So I am not going to like enter territory to try to speak on behalf of any of my clients. I just know that we got to roll up our sleeves and I know that everybody is up for the challenge. We just need to get this guy out. We got to get him out.
0: Okay. Jen, I know that so many people don't quite know what to do at this point. Um, Figuratively, literally, personally, professionally, where to take their agencies, where to take their personal lives. Mm -hmm. Um, What can your white allies do right now?
1: yeah that's that is a million dollar question diana i think that question for me brings a lot of like oh okay happy to try to help everybody out here um but then it also brings like an opportunity to genuinely care and want to help everybody so it is a mixed bag i think that there's a lot that my and our white colleagues can be doing more of i think Ooh, where do we start? One is just listen, listen. Don't don't feel the need to have to talk and take up the the space. But listen and and check listen and check in on your colleagues that are of color. Uh, we we have plenty to say. We have plenty of thoughts. Uh, just sometimes we are not given the space and the opportunity to share in a in a freeing and honest way. So I think that is one. Listen and check in. I think the second one is um not only like it's one thing to ask what can i be doing more of but what is is more helpful to everybody is to come with some ideas and suggestions like hey i realized that you are working on xyz which happens a lot here at br and i love that see that you're working on xyz i have about 10 free hours next week would love to jump in on any clients how can i help i could do either writing or pitching that makes it so much easier than just a slack that says hey do you need some help, because the reality is, yeah, need some help, but what are you offering to do? so I think that is super important i I enjoy the conversations um, in, a lar- in a on a larger scale larger platform that that create moments for white allies, white colleagues to talk about their challenges and their like not areas of mistakes, but where they have gone wrong and what they know that they could be doing more of. I think that is just just as crucial to us trying, to, us as in black folks or of color, BIPOC folks, trying to come up with answers for everybody. I think the self-awareness and willingness to, to see where you may have gone astray and you wanna do things differently is great. And that is another thing that I love um, at BR is we've got lots of folks that are, are very self-aware and working on a day-to-day basis to to do more.
0: The self-awareness is key because I, I um... To say you screwed up not or didn't do it right or said the wrong thing, I mean, I think that that's what I understand is that that keeps a lot of people um, from not engaging, whether Mm -hmm. it's the fear of saying something wrong, of doing something wrong, of feeling not like I have a valid voice because I'm white to have this discussion. Mm -hmm. And yet at the same time, that's stopping progress, right? Because we're not hearing, engaging, you're not saying what you have to say to me, I'm not saying what I have to say, and just laying it out there. So, um It, it does have to be that open environment, and I don't know that all—certainly not all businesses have that. Whether uh, communicators have that mm-hmm. too is—it's it's something that has to move move forward. Exactly. Um, what about diversifying the industry, the communications industry? I mean, this is—the numbers are are tough. The numbers are bad. Yeah, the numbers um, are horrible.
1: Yes, horrible. Is there a way to make them better?
0: What is the way to make them better?
1: Um, yes, there is a way to make them better. What is the way? Uh, I think a lot of what we just discussed about what and how white allies can be doing to show up, listening, and creating space is is one for sure. So that everybody can be better in terms of how they show up with work. I think you know, proud of the numbers that we have at BR, and I'm starting to feel like I'm promoting Berlin Rosen, but hello, I work here. But we we have some pretty good numbers, and um, just creating the space for BIPOC folks to be in a position to lead and drive work. I mean, that is, that is the main one. You have, uh, it, it sucks a little bit, Diana, because we know that folks are aware that this is the moment to do better. And so a lot of folks think, oh, well, let's just promote this person or, oh, let's say that, you know, we're bringing in this person just to like put a Band-Aid over the wound. But we really need folks to be trying to heal the damn wound. And so what does that look like? How are you creating spaces um, at work in terms of your client portfolio, in terms of how you are staffing different teams? How are you checking in on folks that are leading and working on racial justice work, knowing that the emotional toll that they have is very different than folks that may work on just lifestyle accounts. Like being aware of what you need to do at the top to help people get there is, is key. Right. And there certainly, though, is that role there. I mean, there's a, a
0: big role for people of color to be on the lifestyle accounts, too. Yeah. Their burden may be
1: different, but, um, but yeah. and their then, voices are not. Correct. And like knowing that BIPOC folks are not just good at the racial justice, S-H-I-T, like, hello, we are good at the lifestyle work. We're good at the <laughs> political work. Right. We're good at the tech work, everything. And so having that awareness, which we have at BR. I'm sure other agencies do too. Definitely know that Sunshine does, but you've got to have that lens and approach it in in every aspect of it.
0: Do you see a pipeline? I mean, do you see kids wanting people, kids of color, black kids coming, want to come into this business, know about this business? Um, Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, I do, and it's great. Whether it's interns, whether it's folks that just, you know, my personal experience that I get, whether it's on IG or LinkedIn and folks just wanting to set up five minutes to chat, fresh out of college and you know, coming from the South that would like to be in New York or go to LA and just need some guidance. I definitely see um, a hunger and thirst for it and it's great and we need it for sure.
0: But what are the impediments for them actually doing it, getting in there and doing it?
1: Um, ooh, Depends on who you ask that question. To. I, I would say the impediments are to to show up and be unapologetically who you are. And so if that is black, if that is queer, if that is, you know, Southern, whatever it may be, if you love entertainment or you're headset on political work, be unapologetic about it, be who you are and, and, you know, ask questions later. I know that that is a bit of a radical approach, but it's one that I, I use it and I've been successful at it. I think it's so that, safe. yes, correct. I think it's that and being pretty aggressive and intentional with where you wanna show up. And so just because an agency may, it may be Edelman, that's a super large agency and they have all the glamorous blah, 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 is that a, a place where you really wanna show up and you feel you will have impact versus maybe a smaller you know boutique type PR firm that is very intentional about their client portfolio and you can come in and, and make that type of impact that you're looking to do. Or if it's another agency that will allow you to, to touch on all the things to figure out what you wanna do. So a year or six months from now, you have a better understanding.
0: And I imagine given the spotlight on diversity now, it would be an opportunity for kids who maybe have played with the idea or young professionals who've played with the idea but not quite know what to do. It would be a, a good time to kind of move in on it.
1: Oh yeah, oh yeah. And then of course, definitely having at least one or two mentors to help, uh, to help you along the way is crucial.
0: So, Jenna, before we go, is there a, a, a takeaway for our listeners today? <laughs> I mean, it's, we've covered a lot of turf, but people are sort of in this moment. Um, we've got a lot of, we have a big white audience. We have, you know, we have people of color. Um, it's hard to know where to go, what the takeaway is, whether the focus should be internal. And if we look internally, what is that focus? Um, any sort of sound words or is it is
1: it bigger than that? <laughs> Um, I mean, Diane, I think my, my takeaway would be to encourage everybody to, to realize that this is not just a moment. It should be much more than a moment. Um, it should be, of course, reckoning is like the term that everybody's using now, so I will go with it. But it should be uh, an a individual reckoning where you are constantly pushing and challenging yourself to be better, not just for you and, and for people that look like you, even if you are black, it should be a reckoning where, where you are pushing and challenging yourself to be better for all. And it's not, it ain't a moment. I mean, yes, we're coming up on election. Hopefully we will have a new president and office, but so much more work needs to be done. So much more things need to be changed. We cannot just roll up our sleeves and think we've got another week or two at it. This is, this is a movement and we need everybody. And it's a lot of hard work and everybody's got to rise Correct. up into it, right? Yes. All right?
0: All right, well, you've been a wealth of information and I appreciate that.
1: Thank you, Diana. This has been fun. It has been, Jenna. Yes. <laughs> Talk soon. Okay. okay, bye. Take
0: care, bye-bye. You've been listening to the Provoke Podcast, brought to you by Provoke Media and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers.